Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 59 of season three of Be With Me. We have been heading to this forever, for more than a year. We're at the resurrection today, and I have to be honest with you today, is I want a better story. I'm going to title this Knuckleheads at the Resurrection because everybody who comes to this resurrection, I find this whole story disjointed, desperate, chaotic, forgetful, disbelieving, fearful, maybe even lazing, lazy, and very, very surprising. It's a terrible story. You would never, or I would never at least, write a story of Jesus's resurrection and the people that encounter it this way. These people, almost to a man and almost to a woman, they end up, they don't end up, but they start as being knuckleheads. So let's just listen and you'll see what I mean. This is, I'm going to start in Luke. We'll probably do this through all, all the Gospels so we can fully appreciate all the different knuckleheads of the resurrection. But this is from Luke 24, verse number one. It starts with the word but. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they, this is a group of women, went to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men, angels, stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has Risen. Oh, we've been waiting for that. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and Joses, I think, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. All right, so this word, so the resurrection story starts with the word but, you know, all this terrible stuff, all this suffering, all this crucifixion, all the beatings, all the all the woundings, and then putting in the tomb and the despair and the waiting for for days and nobody, nobody comes to the tomb expecting to see a resurrection. Not the Jewish leaders, not the Roman soldiers, not the not the women that come. They expect them there, dead and stinking. Even after Joseph gave him 75 pounds of aloe and uh, spices. But then it says, but. That's, that's a beautiful world. They come at early dawn, just after sunrise. They went to the tomb. Uh, they found the stone rolled away. Why was the stone rolled away? Not that Jesus could get out, that, but that the world could get in and see that he had been resurrected. 
they don't find the body, but then they don't believe. They were just, they're just confused. They're not believing, they're just confused. So even the women who are going to be the heroes of the story, particularly in comparison, they're perplexed. They don't believe until an angel comes. An angel comes uh, and, get, and get, get, get what they do. They bow their faces to the ground. That's what you're going to do when you see an angel. And that's not even seeing Jesus. And they ask a great question. Why do you seek the living among the dead? Is this it? They just state the fact he's already living. Why do you seek him here in the in the stinky grave? He's not here. He's risen. And remember what he told you. It says it, I think, three times in Luke. I didn't go back and studied that today. But then they finally, then they remember. So they, we find these people disremembering again. And then this is the great part. Of, this is like knuckleheads are us. They returned from the tomb. They told all these things to the 11 and the rest. Now it ends up that Peter runs to the resurrection and good for him because he was maybe the furthest away. My question is what happens to the other 10 people or maybe nine? I think John runs uh, as well. Uh, what happens to the other nine and the other people who are with the the disciples at this point? What are they doing? Well, it tells us they seem, the words that Mary Magdalene and the rest of them told them was an idle tale. So they come back, they say, look, I've seen an angel. And these women apparently, I mean, I have friends, don't don't you have friends that if they said, "I no, no, really, I really saw an angel this morning and this is what he said to me, and it kind of jived with what Jesus has been saying for three years. No, they don't give them the benefit of the bout. No, they they say this is an idle tale. They did not believe him. So there's like, like this almost predilection for disbelief. So I want a better story. I want better people. I want more famous people. I want leaders. I want the religiously recognized. I want politically important people. I want people that believed. Um, I want better memories. All these people are forgetful. I want people sitting there by the rock waiting for it to be rolled away and say, yep, see, I told you. I want a sequential story. I don't want this chaos of unbelief. Uh, I don't want this disjointed story. I don't want forgetful people. I don't want lazy people that don't even want to get up and run to the tomb or not be fearful of the Romans and be in hiding. So this is a terrible story of the resurrection. I want a better story. I mean, that's my first impression is that I want a better story. I want better people. I want better events. But here's the thing. I've just come to love the story because isn't all of our stories the same? Isn't our encounters with the resurrection, is it any different? Aren't we knuckleheads too? When we come to the the resurrection, we hear about it. We get all this disjointed thoughts about it and we have sort of this desperate action and and desperate, stupid, chaotic uh, encounters with it, and aren't we forgetful, and don't we disbelieve the testimony of people, and don't we? aren't we fearful and maybe lazing, and aren't we surprised when it finally comes to us? And doesn't that, isn't that our same predilection? And can't we come to, don't we come to faith, for those of you who are faith, and can't we run to the resurrection? So my encouragement for all of us is this is the way we encounter the resurrection too. And if you haven't encountered the resurrection, let's be like Peter. He has at least something to say for himself here today and that he rises and he runs to the resurrection and he asks, could it be true? Could it be true? 
Hopefully that's you today. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads at the Resurrection. <laughs>